This is the weekly sales meeting for October 22nd, 2023. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic, increase your win rates. 50% of all sales calls end in no action. The prospect does nothing. And it is not that they didn't choose you. It is that a choice was made and that choice resulted in the realization that inaction was safer than action. They didn't choose a competitor or some other outlandish action. They decided on nothing. A compelling case was not made about the short and long-term impact of inaction. What made perfect sense to us made no sense to our prospect. We lack the impetus, fortitude, and stamina to create action. That mantle of 50% inaction can be placed at our feet. What we do is 100% of our world, so it is important to us. It carries far less weight in the minds of our prospects. We didn't make it have the impact necessary to get time on the decision tree. It was placed in the out-of-sight, out-of-mind table, and it won't receive a second thought. Much of customer inaction is a sales problem. We are not relentless in our pursuit of what we want, either because we don't think we deserve a seat at the table, or we fear the potential of rejection that comes from reaching out to someone new. Both problems are curable. It starts with realizing these are functions of the sales process. We will not be 100% successful all the time. In fact, the average closing ratio for all sellers across all industries is 10%. That is 1 out of 10 as a success rate. There is no other profession, aside from weather forecasters, sorry Matt Ernst, where it is grounds for gainful employment. If we were doctors, that would cause our malpractice insurance to skyrocket. There are two main causes of our lack of success. One is not believing in our right to ask. The other is lack of follow-through and follow-up. And both actions are 100% in our control. First, we should make it our mission to earn the right to ask for the order. This means learning all we can about our potential customers, enough so we can use our expertise to recommend the best possible solution to a business problem. It means triangulating their needs. We can combine these three elements. One is their assessment of how long the problem has existed. The second is how serious the problem is. And the third being what plans they have in place to solve that problem. This exploration will have the customer admitting to the problem. This is always the first step. And saying it out loud to someone else. It makes it a going concern and an obligation. The plans and commitments of resources to the plan will either reveal what strategy failed or if there is one at all. Either way, it can help you establish the motivation for the needed change of course. And we can determine if the proper resources were allotted to solve the problem. I'm sure we have all read Zig Ziglar at some point. For many, he is our friend and first teacher. He said the best salespeople are the ones who are genuinely interested in helping their customers. This is where you can show your genuine interest. You can, will establish, and earn the right to make solid recommendations to your prospects. You do this when you uncover all the wounds of the organization. You get them stated out loud and publicly so they become the focal point of the next steps. It gives you a leverage point to always circle back to should the conversation flatline. Some of the most powerful phraseology in the selling profession begins with the words, you told me. It is hard to shy away from your own established position. In fact, we tend to double down on our anchoring bias once established. It takes mountains of evidence to change our established position. Don't believe me? Look at the American political landscape. By determining the entry wound for our customers, it establishes our credibility as a seller. 
It sets us up to be the expert, the doctor of solutions. We are in the helping position for someone who declared their need for such help. Who is going to turn down advice that could solve a potential business problem? But we can't get there until the problem is out in the open and agreed to by both parties. The customer must admit there is a problem. When this happens, they assign the diagnosis of the problem to you and the solution of said problem to their trusted advisory panel. That panel consists of you and your team. That transference will happen when we uncover the problem and it is agreed to by both parties. You align your interests and your customer's interests through this conversation. You move to the advocate and ally position. You become the consigliere for your business customer. You become the best salesperson through this action. As the American businessman and author Harvey McKay put it, the best salespeople are the ones who put themselves in their customer's shoes and provide a solution that makes the customer happy. What business person would not be happy with someone who can solve a threatening issue? Establishing this dialogue in your first meeting sets the stage for all future interactions. You earn the ability to ask any question at any time for any reason, all because you establish yourself as the expert up front. The sooner you can get this positioning established, the quicker you will earn your new customer. Failure to get this established leads to a lack of trust or even mistrust of you and your abilities. When we talk about building rapport with the customer, this is it. It is not about news, sports, and weather. It is about whether you are a credible person and do you bring value to the table. Establish this conversation early on and continue to build on it going forward. Take your customer's temperature in every conversation, especially if it has been a while since your last conversation. Use your time to confirm the plan of action or reveal any new development that may need a course correction. As sales trainer Jill Conrath puts it, the most successful salespeople are those who put the needs of their customers first. This is putting your customer first and aligning your needs. When you establish this position of credibility, it gives you all the authority and permission you need for contact and follow-up. There are many in our profession who shy away from multiple contacts. We assume people are as invested in our conversations as we are. The fact is, our concerns occupy less than 5% of their time. What makes us think they are staying awake at night worried about whether or not they should get back to us? Or not, they are too concerned about hundreds of other things. Some are impacting their lives and some their business, and some things are impacting both. You don't know what other people are going through, so give them the benefit of the doubt when contacting them. It is okay to assume they forgot about you, but don't assume anything nefarious is afoot. You didn't do enough to remain top of mind, but you can fix that issue. You've heard about being proactive. This is where it comes into play. Don't rely on first commitments to hold. Reaffirm and confirm everything. Let's say you agree with your prospect on a meeting time. You send an electronic meeting request and nothing. You are well within your right to pick up the phone and get your request accepted. If you establish yourself as a credible person who brings value to the table, this is an easy phone call. If you act like every other vendor your prospect encounters today, you will get treated as such. You must be different. You must be credible. You must bring real value to the table. Otherwise, expect this call to be ignored as well. Make it part of your routine to have an effective method to keep your conversations moving forward. Have an appointment. Confirm it. Have an appointment. Confirm it the day before or the day of. Use the leverage gained in your first meeting. It might sound like this. Tom, calling to confirm our 2 p.m. discussion about solving whatever problem. It is simple. Doing it with words already identified as the problem gives it teeth. If you skip that step, 
prepared to be rejected or rescheduled. Lead with your strength, which is the potential solution to an admitted problem. Notice I use the word discussion rather than meeting. Sure, we are having a meeting, but the word itself has a negative connotation. Very few people want to go to meetings. For most people, it is an excuse to sit in a room and have someone else talk to them. A discussion, on the other hand, requires dialogue, speaking and listening, sharing ideas. It has a higher success rate compared to confirming a meeting. That simple swap of words will help you increase your confirmation rate and the hold rate of book discussions. It means you are reestablishing the value you bring to the table. You are reminding the customer of the ally position you occupy. You create a bit of fear. FOMO, or fear of missing out, can be a powerful tool in this discussion. You establish yourself as a credible person. You can maintain that position throughout the relationship. That is your value proposition. And as you know, the best way to increase your win rate is to increase the value you bring to your customers. Focus on solving their problems, meeting their needs, and exceeding their expectations. What else can you do to increase your win rates? Part of it is maintaining an effective communication strategy. If the only time you call your customer is when you want something, that is not a way to establish value or maintain your position as a trusted ally. Making frequent deposits into the trust bank creates a value you can draw on when you do need something. The electronic age has made this easier. When I called on customers daily, back in the dark ages, I would search magazines and newspapers. I would read trade magazines and economic data, all to come up with relevant information for my customers. When I would see things that made sense, I would photocopy them and put them in the mail with a handwritten note. The note would say something like, I saw this and thought of you and your situation. Let's talk next week. Often, my phone would ring as my customer would be calling me to talk about what I meant. Today, you can set Google alerts and news feeds. You can subscribe to email lists like Industry Dive, or you can use other sources. From there, you can send those tidbits via email and follow up with regularity. Siva Devaki is an Indian-American entrepreneur. He is the founder of MassMailer Incorporated. He claims sales is not about selling anymore. It is about building trust and educating. If we take that approach, we can focus on customer education. We can position ourselves as that trusted advisor. We do this by providing those valuable insights that only we know. We can share inside information on our industry and theirs. We can help them understand trends, best practices, and potential solutions. This will keep them from jumping ship at the first sign of the next fad or buzzword that crosses their desk. This method continues to establish us as experts. We provide value far and above the next nearest competitor. You know you have reached this status when the customer is bringing you the competitor's offers to evaluate. Then you know you are in the inner circle. Lou Gerstner was the former CEO of IBM. He led their historic turnaround in the 1990s. He would later go on to chair the Carlyle Group. He claimed, in business, you are either growing or you're dying. If you are standing still, you're dying. Sometimes, in sales, we are guilty of standing still. We become reactive rather than proactive. Rather than waiting around for others to get back to you, have a system that pushes your deals to the finish line. If you have established yourself as a credible person, you have earned this right also. I will tell my prospects this in the very first meeting. I tell them I will call them, email them, send smoke signals. Whatever the preferred method is, I will use it. And I will continue to use it until the problem is resolved. This establishes a contract that no one is ever surprised by at all. 
I will schedule my follow-ups in my own calendar to not miss an opportunity. And if I get nowhere, I will resort to my recovering Catholic upbringing and revert to guilt and shame. These are powerful tools when coupled with You Told Me. My new book, 52 Weekly Sales Meetings, is now available on Amazon.com. If you like what you have heard here today, please consider ordering a copy or two. You can always send one to a friend. Go to cdmediaconsulting.com right now and follow the instructions to order.